You're tuned to WFHB. Volunteer-powered. Listener-supported. Community Radio for South Central Indiana. Good afternoon. Reporting for WFHB, this is Ashley Voss. And I'm Benedict Jones. This is the WFHB Local News for Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. That was the whole entire point of True West for him is that what is reality? We want to bring, you know, some real authentic shows to Bloomington. In today's feature report, WFHB arts correspondent Cindy Boulay spoke with Connor Graber and Kate Weber of Eclipse Productions about their upcoming theater production of True West, a play by Sam Shepard written in the early 1980s. More in today's feature report. Also coming up in the next half hour, Learn more about the Exotic Feline Rescue Center in this week's edition of Lil Bub's Little Show, a co-production between WFHB and Lil Bub's Big Fund. But first, your local headlines. The Ellettsville Town Council met yesterday to discuss changes to rural transportation. Chris Myers, rural transit representative, has been providing transportation for non-urban areas in Monroe County into urban areas for a long time, but was recently informed that they should have not gone into urban areas. So we were told that beginning January 1st, we would no longer be able to provide transportation trips where both points to pick up and drop off are within the urbanized area. This is a very different direction than what we have been providing because we've been providing trips from outside the city to the city and vice versa because Lincoln Transit hasn't provided that service um, outside of the city prior to now. Um, We have kind of alerted the county to this situation and had multiple conversations. I think we had a couple of town of Ellisville um, representatives at those meetings earlier in July um, to talk about what are the next steps. And we're kind of at that point now, we're getting close to the end of the year, of course, and needing to know if there are any alternative solutions to continuing providing that service after January 1st. Bloomington has gotten approval to expand their boundaries of service to anywhere in the county. One option is for Bloomington to use their expansion to cover the urban areas. The council continued to discuss plans like this, along with their funding options. Monroe County Councilor Trent Decker noted. This obviously, the only thing I'll add to this, this obviously is not a, a, a choice or a, a thing any of us would pick to have to manage or deal with. But the reality is, is that we are going to have a mess come January 1st if we don't uh, step into our roles as public officials and do our duty. President William Ellis agreed with the need for a transit service. I do think from talking to council members and other supervisors, we, I mean, I think it's crucial to make this almost seamless for the the riders because a lot of them are elderly. Um, They may be on their own. And if all of a sudden they have different numbers to call, different drivers, different pickups, I just cannot imagine the hardship. We just have to figure out how. Councilman Mike Farmer asked if in the future, as the town grows, will the amount that they have to pay also grow? Monroe County Commissioner Julie Thomas responded. Yeah, his, his question is about whether that percentage that Ellisville would have to pay in the future would grow. Um, and I would just reiterate that this is going to be billed out based on actual ridership month to month. So we'll know what, what the trend is month to month as we go on. 
Ellis emphasized the importance of transportation regardless of the cost. I, mean, I, I don't I don't want anybody to be priced out or uh, I mean, this is a, a crucial service for people because, I mean, point blank, if some people don't get this service, they may not be able to go to the doctors, may not be able to get food. Um, I mean, the ones that most need it, need it. <laughs> and I don't think anybody usually uses it for just a luxury trip. It's, they have no one else and we're it. The council is aware of the need for transportation, but is still unsure on how to fund it. All right. I, I hate to leave it on a big question mark, but I guess you can reassure riders they will be taken care of. We just have to figure out how. The town council will continue this conversation at the next Ellettsville town council meeting on December 11th. In today's feature report, WFHB arts correspondent Cindy Bollet spoke with Connor Graber and Kate Weber of Eclipse Productions about their upcoming theater production of True West, a play by Sam Shepard written in the early 1980s. The show opens this Thursday at the Waldron Arts Fire Bay Theater and will continue until December 10th. We turn now to that interview on the WFHB Local News. Connor, you're going to play a uh, a drifter. A drifter, yeah, yeah. I'm playing Lee, uh, who is a, a desert dweller, <laughs> desert drifter. Yeah, he's uh, he's a bit of a <laughs> loose cannon. Loose cannon. Yes, he kind of he goes literally through waves of emotion from you know every ten seconds. He's like a different person, kind of. <laughs> But all the way, you know, he's got this underlying um, just longing to make something of his life, but also kind of realizing who he is and where he's come from. And he kind of doesn't ever really believe he can escape from that. Sam Shepard is the playwright for this show, uh, an amazing playwright. They say that he's uh, one of the premier playwrights of the 20th century. So... Hmm. uh, Kate, as a woman, yes, doing uh, the directorial job on this rather toxic masculine hmm. play. Sure. How 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 does that fit into your? Uh, so that was you know. definitely uh, one of my concerns taken on the directorial position um, for this play, but I had to step away from looking at it as men or women, and I just had to look at it as humans and just characters that exist and the relationship between brothers. I think something that I can contribute to that being a female director is the vulnerability of the underlining of the play that we all experience in real life and just allow the boys to really go deeper into their characters as opposed to taking a surface level approach of just feeding into broad, like, oh, let's fight and drink, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) and just exploring more of the background story of the brothers. Because in this play, uh, Shepard gives very little of their background. So we all had to work really hard together to create this background story of where they come from, what was their family life like, 
for example, the role of mom, she's only on for eight pages and Connie was very nervous about it because she's like, I don't have another scene. If I mess this up, this will be it. <laughs> and I'm like, Connie, let's just make her the deepest character we possibly can. And layers has been my my word uh, for this play. Every time the boys give me something, I'm like, great, now let's go another level. And they're like, more? And I'm like, more. And then when they give me that, I'm like, more. I'm like, what? where can I go? So it's the dichotomous nature Um of not only the characters, but also just humanity in general, right? I think that one of the really cool things about a female directing this show, which has only ever been done one other time, correct? Uh, to my knowledge. Um, is the men have a really hard time getting into those layers, it just in general in society. It's like, you know, it's a taboo thing to do. So um, a female directing has really, the play could easily be anger, 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 sadness, mad, you know, more anger fighting but she made it to where these these guys are real and what they feel is real and their longing for something else in life is real and the desperation is there uh and just that the dream is there you know the longing for something else well that's what you want when you go to theater mm -hmm. absolutely something real you don't want to see actors acting true to life no. totally. <laughs> authentic um so your husband jeremy weber yes plays the other i mean there's really what Four, four characters. Four characters. Mm -hmm. But the boys are on stage pretty much the entire time. Yeah. And uh, he took on an interesting role. He yes. did, yes, uh, portraying Austin. Um, originally, I had wanted to cast Connor as Austin and Jeremy as Lee. Um, and Connor's like, hey, he's like, can I play Lee? I really want to delve into him. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. And now there's no way I can envision this play any other way. You know, some some... Productions of this, they've switched. Yeah, yes, we originally the wanted to do that. Have switched, yeah. Like I, that was my first vision. Was like, let's switch these characters. Oh my god, we don't have the time. And then, yeah, right. and then we realized we're doing a two weekend show. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's yeah. simmer down a little yeah. bit. But I think if we would have done a two month show, we would have hundred percent done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And by switch, I mean you know the diff the actors do different right. the different absolutely roles on different nights. That's that's amazing, and I can't imagine how you would be able to learn all those lines. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> just one character characters. is a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I first read it, I I literally kept reading Lee's lines out loud. Like I just found myself even the first time through just reading his lines specifically out loud, and I found this voice right away that I wanted to use. And it like hit me so bad. So when she was trying to switch me roles to Austin, I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like this is very easily becoming a dream role of mine. Yeah. That's great. And in turn, it's also Austin has become a dream role for him as well because he has to stay grounded. He's to balance out the craziness that is Lee. Um, so having to find that depth within that character so it's not monotoned right. um, and having all of that prolonging in him as well and then eventually having the switch of roles right. where he becomes the mirror reflection of Lee and Lee's the mirror reflection of their father and they're all just chasing one another's dreams and traumas and you just it's literally the ghosts of the father and you can yeah. just see it trickle down not only through the sons but how it affected mom as well. How much do you think of of Sam Shepard's life has come out. In a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say lot of a, it. a lot of the, I mean, he, you know, it's come out in articles and stuff that he wrote Austin and Lee as the same person, person. just mm -hmm. separate 
um, personalities of the same person, which is so true, right? Like we have so many different things in us. We're not just one dimensional. Well, Sam Shepard lived both of these lives too. He was an alcoholic and he was a drifter, but then he tried to have the Hollywood home life and he was a screenwriter in Hollywood Mm. and that didn't work out. And that was the whole entire point of True West for him is that what is reality? What are what are these bubbles that we're creating for ourselves? Nothing is real. You can't escape anything. Even with this play, True West, they're constantly talking about going out west. Mm-hmm. But they're in California. How much further west can yeah. you go? <laughs> and mom wants to go out west, and the furthest west she's going is to Alaska. Yeah. So there's no last frontier anymore. This image of the cowboy that was just always created for us through Hollywood. And that is what Sam Shepard is trying to focus on is building up this reality, building up this world and completely pulling the audience in to only rip the rug from under you and be like, ha nothing is real. Not even this, yeah. not even you. Wow. And you've, you've uh, drawn in some local actors as well from Brown yes. County and Columbus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm originally from Brown County. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so I, got I was him. just in Boeing, <laughs> Boeing. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, at that? the Brown County Playhouse. Yeah. I was in Boeing, Boeing and Kate directed it. Uh, and that's how we met. But, um, yeah, I'm from Bloomington. I've been here since 2012. Uh, and then uh, Jeremy and Kate and Ashley, who are also Eclipse partners, are all from, well. Different places. Two of them are from, from Bloomington. Bloomington. And mm-hmm. she's our, I'm, I'm the drifter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, our person playing Saul uh, is Pete Law, and he is uh, from Columbus, Indiana. Yeah. And then Connie, obviously, has been here in in Bloomington for a while. That's great. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. So the, tell me a little bit about the uh, genesis of Eclipse Productions Company. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, like I said, we met during Boeing Boeing at the Playhouse in Brown County. Uh, what and, year was that? Hmm. was that? When was that? That, that was, was in this June. year. It was a really, really amazing show. We did some amazing things with that. Mm-hmm. And I think Kate and I really hit it off for whatever reason, I think we both just saw in each other, like the professionalism and the, the dream uh, mm-hmm. to do really quality, authentic art and uh, me more as an actor and her more as a director and visionary. And um, I've already started a business here in town before, so I kind of knew how to do it. It's not a nonprofit, but it's rise autism. We do mm-hmm. ABA therapy oh. for kids. Uh, but so I was like, let's just do it. Cause you know, we can make the schedule ourselves, and we can we can pick the shows that we want to do. I think that was a huge part of it. We wanted to do really dense plays, like mm-hmm. authentic plays, and the ones we studied like yeah, in college. Sure. And, yeah. and we've just yeah. like and uh, people do an amazing job here in Bloomington, and like we think there's a huge uh, a niche that might be missing just a little bit in just the really raw plays and it's kind of like we wanted to create like a new york you know where you can literally choose whatever show you want to go to mm-hmm, right. do you want to laugh tonight or do you want to cry tonight you know and, and you guys of- are new york yeah me and jeremy uh jeremy's originally from bloomington but um yep that's where we met we met in new york yep and we came down here specifically to start a theater and a film company then the pandemic happened tra la la oh yeah yeah and so everything had to get put on pause but um and obviously, financially, we were like, all right, we got to save up. But then we met Connor and he was like, guys, we can do this. Right on, and right on. it was what was so great about it, too, is um, he, you know, he backs up his words like he he 
carries through with his actions. And that's really, really nice. So that's constantly inspiring. And I think that's why me and him work so well together is we constantly get inspiration from one another. And it just helps the creativity just evolve. Now the nuts and bolts, finally people are hanging on their chairs like, (laughs) what's uh, what's going on? (laughs) When does it start? So opening night is Thursday. True West, yeah, Yeah. opens this Thursday in two days. Yeah. Uh, And we're running Thursday through Sunday and then next weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Right. Sunday at, being a matinee. Right. Yeah. And met, um, it's at the Waldron Arts Center Small Theater, mm-hmm. the Fire, Fire Bay. Bay. Theater. Yeah. And that's going to be... bigger than your garage where we rehearsed. Yeah, we were rehearsing <laughs> in the garage, and it's a lot bigger than that. So it works perfectly. We got into the space, and they were like, wait, we have way more ground to cover. Honestly, at first I was worried about the size of the theater. It's so small. But then the more we thought about it and rehearsed, we're like, this is perfect for the show. Mm-hmm. We want people to feel like they're literally in the apartment or the house with us. And, and you have you have a pretty realistic set. We yeah. have to. Yep. Yeah. We have to, thanks to Sam Shepard. <laughs> yeah. We have to create that hyper reality. That's wild. And reality in one sense of the word is grounded in the play, but it is pretty an absurd play. Isn't life absurd though sometimes? Yeah. Right? Are there so many situations that occur in life that you're like, did that just happen? Right? So it provides um a form of escapism from life, but then also going back into life um, and being a fly on the wall, so to speak, seeing this evolution of this family dynamic and seeing how much of that could potentially reflect in you, the darkness, just the humanity, the rawness of it all. And it's a pretty physical play. I see that you're stretching your back and stuff. Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm killing them physically. <laughs> no, it's I mean it's literally everything I could have ever wanted to do as an actor uh, in this show, and I'm yeah. very thankful for it. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks for coming in. Anything else you want to add that we haven't talked about? It starts Thursday. Yep. Yeah, I think we just I think both of our hearts is we want to bring you know some real authentic shows to Bloomington and do it with local people and do it really really well with high quality and uh, really hope people enjoy it. So. People would go to eclipseproductionscompany.com Com. Com. Yep. <laughs> and uh, tickets are online and you can, can you get them at the BC mm-hmm. box office yep. too? Get them yeah, day of great. or online. Yeah. And you can also come into the theater. We'll have a QR code set up so people can just scan their phones and get the tickets there. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank I, you for uh, having us. When, when I saw the uh, Gary Sinise, John Malkovich version of this, it was it was a while ago. It was on PBS, I think. And uh, they had a great Hank Williams tune at the beginning of it. I, I, I think you said you did not choose to add this song, but I'm going to add it now. But thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for uh, having True us. West starts on Thursday. goes through the weekend. Next, we have Low Bub's Low Show, a co-production between WFHB and Low Bub's Big Fund. In this week's episode, you will learn about Georgia, a serval hybrid savanna cat, and the exotic feline rescue center. We turn it over to that segment on the WFHB Local News. Welcome to Lil Bub's Lil Show. 
a weekly co-production from WFHB and Lil Bub's Big Fund. We highlight adoptable animals with special needs in South Central Indiana and spotlight topics to promote human animal welfare. First, here is today's featured animal. Today's featured animal calls the EFRC home, and her name is Georgia. Georgia is a savanna cat. So what is a savanna cat exactly? A savanna cat is a cross between a serval and a domestic cat. This cross was made in an attempt to create a domesticated version of the serval. However, it's important to note that these are still considered exotic cats, and they do not make good pets. Georgia was discovered as a stray cat. She was found wandering around Peoria, Illinois. A family was able to catch her after learning that their neighbors were leaving out fried chicken for her to eat. Georgia can be very shy, so she was moved from the main tour area to a more secluded enclosure. She really enjoys surveying the area from her very high perches. In recent years, there has been a lot of interest from people wanting to purchase and breed exotic cats as pets. We don't condone this at all, and with good reason. Servals are wild animals. They are not domesticated cats. In their natural habitat in Africa, serval cats are solitary predators. They live alone, defending a large territory against other servals. They roam savannas and wetlands while hunting small prey. They can reach up to 40 pounds in size, have high energy levels, and are quite adept at climbing trees to hunt and escape predators. While these exotic cats may look similar to our domesticated pet cats, they are not domestic animals. Remember, if you're looking for a pet to call your own, please adopt, don't shop. You can visit your local shelter or rescue and take home an animal in need. Exotic animals should never be pets. You're listening to Lil Bub's Lil Show, a co-production of WFHB and Lil Bub's Big Fund. On today's episode of Lil Bub's Lil Show, we're talking about our friends at the Exotic Feline Rescue Center. We've talked about them before, But in case you don't know them yet, the Exotic Feline Rescue Center is located in Center Point, Indiana, about 45 minutes outside of Bloomington. The EFRC was founded in the early 1990s and serves as a rescue center and forever home to many exotic felines and recently a few foxes who have been abused, unwanted, or neglected. Today, the EFRC cares for over 100 cats and foxes, representing over 10 different species. Their facility spans over 200 total acres, and they are currently building an on-site veterinary clinic. They do not breed, sell, or buy any animals, and next to caring for these amazing creatures, their biggest job is educating the public about their work. The EFRC offers daily guided walking tours, which is a great way to learn about their work. The tours last about an hour, and on the tour, you'll learn the rescue stories of many of the creatures in their care, from privately owned pets to retired circus animals. You'll also learn how the EFRC takes care of these animals and how you can help. 
A great day to visit the Exotic Feline Rescue Center is this Saturday, October 7th, for their fall festival. They'll have tours of the center running from 10 a.m. until about 3.30 p.m., with vendors on site from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. You can visit their website to learn more at efrc.org. Thank you for tuning in to Lil Bub's Lil Show on WFHB, produced in partnership with Lil Bub's Big Fund. For more info on today's featured animal and topic, find us online at goodjobbub.org and wfhb.org. Support for WFHB Local News is brought to you by MPI Solar, a Bloomington business specializing in solar hot water, solar electricity, and solar hot air systems. MPI Solar designs and installs solar power generation systems that encourage independence and individual responsibility. More information online at mpisolarenergy.com. You've been listening to the WFHB Local News. Today's headlines were written by Noelle Herhusky Schneider in partnership with CATS Community Access Television Services. Our feature was produced by Cindy Boulay. Lil Bub's Little Show is produced by Christine Brackenhoff and Stacey Berdovsky. Our theme music is provided by Mark Bingham and the Social Climbers. Engineer and executive producer is Cade Young. For WFHB, I'm Benedict Jones. And I'm Ashley Voss. Thanks for supporting Indiana's only volunteer-powered, listener-supported, independent daily news program. You can hear tonight's full broadcast online at WFHB.org. The WFHB Local News is also available as a podcast. Just search our call letters, WFHB, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to never miss another local news program. Stay tuned for Spectrum, a program that explores science and technology. Coming up next on WFHB. Listening to the WFHB Local News on WFHB Community Radio. Our news is written and reported by volunteers working to provide local news, cover local issues, and strengthen our local community. We invite you to participate. You may submit questions, comments, and story ideas to news at WFHB.org. You can become a WFHB Local News volunteer by attending new volunteer orientation. Feel free to check out the WFHB Local News Archive at WFHB.org to find newscasts, individual stories, and catch a live feed of the WFHB Local News. We are local, longer, 